0: Hey there, listeners. Remember this?
1: A brand new show
0: on
2: KUNM. Youth Radio. Youth Radio.
3: Youth Radio. Youth Radio. Youth Radio,
2: youth Radio a platform for radical and new ideas and music.
3: Youth Radio lets us be ourselves. Debate on issues that we care about. Entertainment.
4: Expressing our minds.
5: Original music with original ideas.
4: It's about issues that affect teenagers. Important topics on today's youth. It's run by youth. Sunday nights at 7 on KUNM.
1: Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you.
0: Happy birthday, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. That was us a year ago.
6: That's right. Your friendly neighborhood youth radio program has been on for a full year now. Welcome to our anniversary show. Break out the balloons and the party favors and the streamers and cake.
0: This week we'll be honoring the amazing talent that has come through our collective and graced the airwaves with their presence.
6: We'd like to thank them for their dedication to this show and for bringing their own unique backgrounds and perspectives to our broadcasts. It is because of our diverse backgrounds that Youth Radio has been able to prosper and grow in the way that it has in the past 12 months.
0: This evening, we'll be showcasing music and segments by these members who are gone, but most certainly not forgotten.
6: Our first music segment is Youth of the Nation by P.O.D., which moved from a sort of poignant portrait of youth today into a theme song for our show.
1: We've got some great music lined up for you, some by Green Days, some by um, Operation Ivy, but for right now we've got some P.O.D. for you, Youth of the Nation.
7: Garden State. I've probably heard this song before. It's called "Let Go" by Fufu. Check it out.
0: Mina for her quiet yet uplifting manner. The music she played on youth radio reflected her demeanor. That was a song she played for us in December called Let Go by Fru Fru.
6: Exactly 365 days ago, Michael hosted a roundtable on the topic of what several youth radio members thought our program should be about. Lucia Martinez, Mars Chalon, and Rachel Fawcett, who is no longer a part of the youth radio collective, participated.
0: And I'm here with my fellow youth radio participants, Lucia Martinez, Rachel Fawcett, and Mars Chal- Chalon. <laughs> Tonight we're talking about how we see youth radio. What is it? How does it compare to other youth radio stations? What's our mission? What do we predict it will evolve into? So probably the best question to start off with is, what is youth radio to you guys? Which of you wants to start? Lucia, go ahead.
3: I think youth, youth radio should be a place where teens can speak their voice without getting criticized or being stereotyped. And that's pretty much it. <laughs>
0: that's a good way. I mean, in real life, we are that's always what's happening to us, right? A lot of the time. So Rachel?
8: Also, youth radio to me is not just a place where you can play like cool music. So people can jam out to it, but also yeah. where teens can talk about important issues that most people think that we shouldn't have a say on.
4: Mars, what's your view? Well, youth radio is a service to the community to provide accurate information and give a voice to her to those who want to be heard, and on a perspective on all areas around us and for the youth to be youth.
0: That's a good answer. And um, with the mission statement idea, um, in the interview I ju- that we just heard that I did with Beverly, she talked a lot about the technical aspect of youth radio, and uh I know we are focused on that but we had a lot of other ideas when we came in too not just technical and and what were your views on that Lucia
3: Well when I first thought of youth radio I thought of youth speaking their voice to like state their opinions so they'd be heard but when I got here and I started learning about radio more I understood that radio to radio there's a lot of technical stuff you have to do to get it on air right so I think it's good that Beverly Um, is, like, she had the idea of teaching them about the technical part of radio first, and then it developed more into, like, about youth voices.
0: Mm -hmm. It's hard to get the voice out when we don't even know how to use the equipment first, right? Yeah. Um, And with topics, there were a lot of, there was issues with topics. You have to have topics to have a radio show, right? And what kind of topics were you guys thinking of at first when you first came in?
4: Well, um, politics was a big topic for all of us. Um, this is our own view on the politics, our own ideas. One big topic was um, the... Can't think of it, huh? No, I'm sorry. That's
0: okay. <laughs> Go more into politics, actually. What, like, specific issues with politics? What would you say? Maybe what's going on now?
4: Um, The war, of course. The, the war, in war, Iraq. Iraq. Mhm.
0: And Rachel?
8: Hmm. I guess most of our topics were about music as well, other than politics and other stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, music music was a big uh, issue too. And she was talking about, Beverly was talking about how the teens in her group really wanted to do a lot of music. What did you guys think of music? When, what, how did you want to incorporate it when we first came in here?
4: Original sounds, different sounds out there other <coughs> than the commercial radio Oh, like I like to listen to music that's not out there. It's it's real underground. And isn't it kind of neat, like realizing how many
0: songs of a CD you have? They play on the radio, maybe like two, right? And Lucia, you had mentioned that, like the first day.
3: <laughs> well, I listen to commercial radio a lot, and I think most teens do. And I get really tired of hearing the same songs over and over again. It just gets really irritating. So I wanted something new, like different.
0: And what was your view on music, Rachel?
3: Um, basically the
8: same thing she said. Um, there's a lot of music that's being played over and over again, and you just get tired of it, so you want to hear the rest of the CD instead of just the two songs that are being played.
0: And what are you guys hoping our um, viewers will take take away from listening to youth radio? What do you think? They'll, what do you want them to take away from it? I, um, oh. Oh.
4: oh, uh <laughs> Which one have you said? All right, I'll go first. Go, go ahead, Mars. A uh, different perspective on how to look on the youth, um, just our ideas, getting our ideas out there, just where other people know what's going on around us.
8: I think people, I think people take from youth radios that, and especially more of the adults too, that we do have a voice and we have opinions on important issues and that they need to get across to other people as well.
3: I hope that... Um, the nation's youth will take away um, many things for this program. Um, I hope that they'll be more interested in radio after hearing this, and that's pretty much it.
0: (laughs) That's cool. Um, uh, My parents and I were talking about getting into the community more with this program. Uh, Beverly's radio station did get into the community a lot by going to actually show schools what they were doing. What do you guys think we can do to get into the community uh any ideas about that
4: fundraising i think fundraising is a big idea there's many (coughs) donations that need to be out there in louisiana donations Uh need to be brought over there and help go ahead lucia
3: i think that we should try to expand this program so maybe we'll be able to get more youth in it because a lot of my friends are really into music and i think they would like this program
0: you have any views on that, Rachel?
3: I was just going to say the same thing, <laughs> that
8: we need to expand more. Then, you know, we can get more people in and into it.
0: <laughs> and just uh, one more question. What do you guys want youth radio to evolve into? What do you think it's going to turn into?
4: A national <laughs>
0: radio station. You think ours could get national? Oh, yeah, radio? I think so. That would be really neat. What do you think, Lucia?
3: Well, yeah, same as Mars, National.
0: National. about you, Rachel?
8: I want This Youth Radio to turn into something where teens can talk and be listened to without being judged or stereotyped.
0: And that is definitely what we're going to do. All right. And that's all the time we have for this roundtable. I'm Michael Harley, and I'd like to thank my panelists, Lucia, Rachel, and Mars.
6: We appreciate all the contributions. Thanks again to Rachel Fawcett.
0: Joe Savage was perhaps our best representative of the hip-hop community in The Collective. Here's a song he selected by Robbie B called Stand and Be Counted.
4: To you.
9: You, the youth, the
0: future of tomorrow. One of our current youth radio members, Mars Chalon, proposed the idea of what he called a cultural party back in November. Voices in this montage include Evan Molson, Kirby Platero, Michael Harley, that being myself, Avikra Lucky, Kyle Ferris, Mina Lee, Tracy Tram, Wesley Barber, and Lucia Martinez.
10: Hi, my name is Tracy Tram, and I'm Chinese. Um, since I'm Chinese, like we usually ch- celebrate um, Chinese New Year's. I don't really know about my culture as much, but it happens, and I r- remember like every year when we do celebrate it, we um, do pray to someone. And uh, when we do pray, uh, what we do is like um, they cook like lots of food, like the family who celebrate it or whatever Chinese New Year, and then they put that food. Um, on a table or something and they're, they'll get like uh, some kind of platform to like put um, incense sticks, you know? All my relatives who live in New Mexico, not speaking of the ones in Chinese, like the people who live in New Mexico, they all make it a point to like celebrate it. Like it's every year around February, somewhere in February, maybe in the middle or I don't know, February 11th or something, and you celebrate it and um, like there are some like Buddhist temples and stuff and they'll have like uh different celebrations and stuff they'll there's a traditional like dragon dance i guess and uh it's like two people in like this kind of dragon thing and then they're really good at it i don't really know how to explain what they do but um there's like firecrackers and stuff i don't know it's just really fun like big old celebration there are these red envelopes and um what they do is just it's like decorated in the front and then they put money in there then they fold it (laughs) and then they give it to the different members of the family,
1: I'm Evan Molson, and I'm English, Anglo, and really in there, there are there's French, there's English. Because my, uh, my ancestors came over from Normandy, which is in northern France, uh, during the Battle of Hastings, or around that time period, when the Normans conquered England, and, uh, which is about 1066. And they, they came over and settled there. That's, that's my dad's side of the family. And then my mom's side of the family is, um, as far back as I can trace, from originally from Wales. From part of Wales. My music is The Clash and it's just it, it's one little pocket of my culture. Oh,
11: My name is Kirby Platero. Guess I'm a full-blooded Navajo. Well, my culture, I guess, as growing up, I wasn't really raised around my culture because as a young kid, I moved into city life, so I started adapting to that. But I wish I knew part of my culture because I'd probably be more representing that too, kind of sex in a way because, well, when I was a little kid, like, um, I guess it wasn't really, I was raised around it from my grandma, but then when we moved up to our city life, it's just like everything stopped. And now, like, I wish I had my culture because I would know the language and the history and just stuff like that. And that's what I'd probably be proud of. So that's what I define my culture.
0: I'm Michael Harley, and uh, despite that I am from East India, um, I was adopted, so my family recently, con- or not recently, about more than five years ago, converted to Judaism. What I'm proud of about the culture is and the religion is that Judaism is a really uh, accepting religion. We don't follow necessarily by the Torah, which is like our holy book, as opposed to the Christians following the Bible. We don't follow by it strictly. We understand that time changes and that uh, beliefs change. And um, that's one thing I really like about it. We're accepting of many different kinds of people from all different backgrounds. So it really, the the Jewish community is really very social and um somewhat argumentative but we really are proactive um probably one of the most memorable experiences i've had relating to it are was when i had my bar mitzvah when i was 13 which is kind of like a coming of age ceremony for um jewish Boys becoming men, and also for girls, it's a bat mitzvah. Um, but it was a lot of hard work. It it wasn't just getting presents from a bunch of people that my parents invited and that I invited. It was a lot more. It was um, I had to explore the Torah and find a passage that really connected with me and that I could expand into the community. Uh, I believe the passage I chose was about sharing with one's neighbors. And through that, I actually went out into my community and interviewed uh, a friend of my mom's who is a farmer in our town in Corrales. And that really kind of blended in religion with the community. And that was really neat. And I also had to do a lot of prayers. I had to memorize them and practice them and they were in Hebrew. Um, and Hebrew is a really, really hard language to learn. I never really grasped it even though I studied it through sixth grade when I went to, uh, Solomon Schechter day school, which was a Jewish middle school for, I only went there for sixth grade. Um, but you have to do a lot of different prayers in the ceremony. There's a lot of, you have to do prayers for washing hands and, um, I think at one point I drank something I don't remember what it was I had to drink some juice or something and that there's prayers for that there's prayers for um, breaking apart bread that we have um, and in the end they picked me up in a chair and threw candy at me which was really fun
2: my name
4: is Marcelino Chelan. I'm from the coach I'm from Coach T Pueblo I'm a Native American and what I'm proud of my um, heritage is that I get to do many things that normal people wouldn't be able to do. I I'm really um, I really take part in my uh, in my traditions. I'm really I'm really into that. And I guess that in the future that I, there's a place for me that I must must fill in as people pass on. So I'm gonna try to keep that up, and so I can keep my religion going.
5: My name is Vika Lucky. The song I chose is called Tennessee, and it's by Arrested Development. And I chose this song because it sort of reflects how I feel about um, the South, and I, like how probably most Black people feel about the South and that it's home in sort of a weird way because that's where slavery was and since we can't really trace our roots back to exactly where we came from in Africa we have to settle for you know the south and i think this song is about the south and um, sort of just tracing your family history back to that
12: lord i really been real stressed down in- It have to be so damn tough. I don't know where I can just let these ghosts out of my skulls. My grandma passed, my brother's gone. I never read one spell so long. I know you're supposed to be my steering wheels. Not just my spell tire. So Lord, I ask
2: you. My name is Kyle Ferris. Something I think is interesting about my culture that I might like others to know is that I really don't have a set culture. My grandmother is Japanese, she immigrated in uh, some years after the Korean War, and the rest of my family has been living in America for quite some time on my mother's side, possibly as far back as the Mayflower. So what I end up being is just a blend of cultures that Ends up quite as American as many other families that have been here for a long time. The music that I picked is somewhat symbolic of more of my own mindset, the culture that I have created for myself, rather than any that my family has. It speaks of a certain soft calmness, a type of peace, while at the same time has a kind of a, a loud call for that piece. So almost like a crying out for a type of uh, serenity that we don't really have.
7: I'm Mina Lee, and I'm Chinese. Um, the Chinese that I speak is... I'm proud of it because it's one of the oldest Chinese groups or people around before Mandarin. And I think it's a little, or it's most similar to Mandarin than Cantonese. The music that I brought in is, the band is 12 Girls Band. And when my mother was growing up, she always wanted to play one of these instruments. But my grandfather wouldn't let her because they said that only males can play instruments and not females. So I guess this is cool because they're all women and they're all playing these instruments and these are Chinese instruments or Asian instruments. They're sort of showing that women can play these instruments too.
4: I
1: am Wesley Barber, Um, I'm Native American. My tribal affiliation would probably uh, be Navajo. I'm full Navajo. Main points that I am proud of my culture is probably how large the Navajo Nation is. Um, The Navajo Nation is the largest um, tribe in the United States. And I guess what thing I'm proud of is just that we're so large and we keep growing. It's important for me personally that uh, my culture gets passed on and that it doesn't die. And it's important for me that, you know, as a Navajo that I carry on whatever traditions and cultures that my parents passed on to me and my grandparents are passing on to me now. What my culture means to me is basically the history of it. There's a lot of um, history and background that the Navajo, the Navajos carry. For example, the Code Talkers or the Long Walk. The Navajo Nation is one is a um, is a tribe that is based on survival. Um, so I guess what I want, or what's most important for me, is my culture is just for it to survive. Being Navajo, um, it's important for me to know my culture, especially since. Um, since my culture really basically means that um it's my my culture is a part of me and wherever i go whoever or you know whoever i meet you know whatever i do my culture is always going to be a part of me and i really can't escape that so it's really important for me because you know that's basically who i am and who i can become in the future
3: I'm Chicana, and what Chicana basically means is that I'm a mixture of so many different things. I'm Spanish, Mexicana, Native American, and uh, my family's been here in New Mexico for generations, like 11 generations when it comes to me, maybe even more. Um, I'm very proud of my culture, and one of the things that I say that sets it apart from other cultures, or some at least, is that Chicanos are very family-oriented we will do anything for our families. We're always there and we look after them when they're in times of need, no matter where we are in our life. And I really love that about my culture. The music piece that I brought in is called La Negra Llorona. And it reminds me of my culture because my mom always used to sing it to me ever since I was just really little. And it's also in
9: Spanish. Todos me
0: The cultural piece brought in a new element to Youth Radio by really giving us a place to share very personal pieces of ourselves. Thanks to all who participated.
6: Jacqueline Gouroulet was briefly a member of Youth Radio. During her time with us, she recorded a poem she wrote. It's called You're the Reason Why. Okay, this poem's
13: called You're the Reason Why. This is what I think. I don't think you see or understand why you talk about me. See... I think that's pretty funny, but maybe it's these eyes, they hypnotize, or maybe it's because when I spoke the truth, it done hurt your pride, and even if what you said wasn't good, I'm doing fine. We all got our own shine, why are you trying to steal mine, that should be considered a crime, I'd make sure you did some time, but after all this, I'm still standing here, I'm still fine, I ain't the one selling these kids' quarters, nicks and dimes, that's part of the reason why I'm doing fine. And I'm still standing here trying to show y'all that there's more to life. You just need to strive and fight to reach your goal in life. But you're still standing in front of me saying you're stuck. And that I'm your only real friend. But yesterday, that was a different story. You set me in the back as soon and as quickly as you could find a knife. Word goes around the streets faster than the leap year leaps. And I ain't taking your words to keeps. Now you coming to me on your knees. Saying all your begs and pleas. But I can't fulfill your needs. All I can do is go to church and pray that he will one day help you see. Where and what you needs to be doing cause right now you just ruining lives and you shouldn't be thinking about nothing besides how you gonna thank him how you gonna praise him how you gonna show him that you're grateful that you're listening that you ain't gonna keep hustling and as soon as these words seep out my mouth that's when you start fussing and cussing about how you had my back all these years and how you used to keep track of my life and tears well guess what I know you fear and I know why you ain't trying to hear what I'm saying but I'm gonna keep praying cause I I I don't want to see you laying in your deathbed You a good person, you shouldn't be taking this early in life So stop saying you don't want to make it through the night Because God's going to show you the life And show you how to live life right And show you how to live life right And show you how to live life right And even though you stab me in the back Not only once but twice I ain't going to trip because God don't want us to fight But I'm going to make sure I'm one of the first ones To make us all unite
0: on Martin Luther King Day of this year, Youth Radio put on a reading of an excerpt from one of Dr. King's lesser-known speeches. Grouped together are the voices of Marsh Chelan, Kyle Ferris, Tracy Tram, Mina Lee, and Avik Ralucky.
4: My little daughter loves to ride to the airport with me. She says often to me, Daddy, you just go over and over again. And so one of the ways she consoles herself with the fact that her daddy has to be away so much is to ride to the airport and on the expressway going to the airport in atlanta we pass by what is known as fun town now this is an amusement center something like disneyland and as we pass fun town so often in the car she will look over to me and say daddy i want to go to fun town
3: well i could always evade the question when we were going by an automobile because we were passing by and i could jump to another subject And I didn't want to have to tell my little daughter that she couldn't go to Funtown because of the color of her skin. But then the other day we were at home, and like most children, she likes to look at the television. And when she was looking at the television, they were advertising Funtown. And she ran downstairs and said, You know, Daddy, I've been telling you, I want to go to Funtown. And they were just talking about Funtown on the television. And I want you to take me to Funtown. And I stood there speechless. How could I explain to a little six-year-old girl that she
7: couldn't go to fun town because she was colored? I'd been speaking across the country, talking about segregation and discrimination, and I thought I could answer most of the questions that came up, but I was speechless for the moment. I don't know how to explain it. And then I said to myself, I've got to face this problem
5: once and for all. And I took my little daughter and told her to have a seat on my knee. She jumped up in my lap and I said, Yolanda, we have a problem. You know, some people don't do the right things and they're misguided. And they've developed a system where white people go certain places and colored people go certain places. And they have fun town like that.
10: So they don't allow colored children to go to fun town. And then I looked at her at that point because I didn't want her to develop a sense of bitterness. I didn't want her to grow up with a sense of hate and bitterness in her heart. And so I had to rush on and say, but not all white people are like this. There are some people right here in Atlanta who would like for you to go to Funtown, and there are some all over the country who are right on this issue. Still, there are those who have been misguided.
2: Then I looked down into her eyes, and I saw tears flowing from her eyes at that point. And I said, Yoki, even though you can't go to Funtown, I want you to know that you are as good as anybody who goes into Funtown. And I want you to know, Yoki, that some of us are working very hard every day to get Funtown open and to get many other places open. And I say to you, in the not-too-distant future, Funtown and every other town are going to be open to all God's children because we are going to work for it.
6: It is doubtful that any one of us will ever forget Luis Martinez because of his intellect and wit. He is now attending Lewis and Clark College in Portland, Oregon. He introduced us to venues of music we hadn't heard before, including ska. By the ska band The Scatolites, here's the song Rude Boy Dreams.
2: That song's called Rude Boy Dreams by the Scatolites. And uh, that's our last Jamaican Ska jam for tonight.
0: The cultural party piece we aired earlier this evening featured Tracy Tram discussing her Chinese background. The experience led her to further explore her family roots, resulting in the following piece.
10: This is my mom, Siugek preparing food for Chinese New Year's. This year is the year of the dog. Chinese New Year is celebrated to help us set how the rest of our year will be. My family celebrates every year by honoring our present and past family. We do this because we care about our family. We pray to our ancestors so that they will watch over us, and we pray to them for fortune, good health, and just basically a good life. On Chinese New Year's, we cook many different dishes because it symbolizes that you will always have food to eat throughout the year. Because Chinese New Year metaphorically symbolizes what the rest of the year will be like, there are certain traditional beliefs that we try to follow. For example, if I wanted to live in a clean home for the rest of the year, then I must have my house cleaned before Chinese New Year's Day. I'd like to share a story that has to do with another traditional belief, and that is sweeping on Chinese New Year. One time, I'd say about two years ago, on Chinese New Year, I noticed that there was dirt on the kitchen floor. I went to grab a dustpan and a broom. Just as I was about to sweep, my mom comes towards me and asks, What in the world are you doing? I told her about the dirt on the floor and and how I was going to sweep it. She told me that I'm not allowed to sweep on Chinese New Year. It's believed that if you sweep, you would sweep away the family's fortune. The last traditional belief is that we wear either new clothes or some sort of red clothing on Chinese New Year. We believe that the color red represents power, happiness, and vitality. We also hand out red envelopes of crisp new dollars to friends and family. This to us symbolizes that we'll always have good luck for the entire year. This is my mom telling me about Chinese New Year. you nang pai ti nang pai gong ma Nang pai hou me ngai Pai
12: hou nang peng ang
10: Chong ni peng ang ni go ho Ta bai
12: Pai hou hou ti nang hong hua bai na
10: mai ta 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 wa teriyaki um me ki yang nang fai su Ah, pe pe ko ki ko ni ko ni ko ni hi ham nang hai soi pe the ko ni hi mi ga mi amiga mi amiga dia o bo and that was my mom telling me about how we prayed our ancestors for a good life. Here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, there are a few temples and businesses that organize Chinese New Year celebrations. In these celebrations, they light firecrackers and have lion dancing. How we celebrate Chinese New Year sets the tone and intention for the year to come. I hope you have a great Chinese New Year. Sing ni kuai lak! For Youth Radio, I'm Tracy Tram.
6: Shatnay Tuck, our beloved poetess of the airwaves, composed the following piece. The passionate words incorporate her personal views of racism and life as an African-American teenager.
12: Life in a boxing ring. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, I'm the world's greatest, you can't touch me. Round one, you versus the world. The world that have you thinking it's your best friend one day, and the next... Have you in a boxing ring, fighting for your survival, taking quick blows to the head, stumbling back, 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 trying to catch your balance, running around the boxing ring, trying to catch your breath. It'll knock you to your knees. Have you praying, Lord, please, I can't take another one of these. But before he answers your prayer, it'll hit you with a quick right, left. The world will have you strutting like a soldier with a messed up attitude, screaming, F the world, ding, ding, round two. You versus racism. Racism will have you feeling mighty low, have you feeling mighty dirty. It'll have you feeling something's wrong with you because of the color of your skin. It had me just just wanting to lock myself in a room with me and only me, but instead I'm in a boxing ring taking uppercuts to my chin every time someone said I was too black or because of the color of my skin. I have no brain and that success isn't in my future because I'm an African-American when I was little. It hurt because I didn't understand, but now I'm swinging right, left, right, left, whooping racism's tail, cause see, the blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice, the color of my skin don't make me ugly, nor better than you, and it don't determine how smart I am. The color of my skin says that I'm a proud African American, and cause of that, I will have to strive harder to seek success. Left, right, knock out, one, two, three, racism's down for the count, ding, ding, Round three. Me versus life. Life ain't never touched me. See, always thought life was a big joke because it would swing and never hit me. I thought everything was all gravy with life, but while I thought everything was all good, life was plotting on me. Plotting to wreck me, break me down to my knees and have me begging for mercy. See, when life rose, it took only three hits to knock me to the floor. It hit me where it hurt the most, in my family. See, life took my granny, my mom, and my dad had me asking the Lord, why, why me? Life had me feeling I'll never rise again, and that I was left in the dark only to never see light again. Screaming and hollering, crying, Lord, please help me. Ding, ding, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I've been knocked down many times, but I ain't stopping at round three. So look forward to round four, cause see, this ain't the end of me.
6: This week's producer was Kyle Ferris.
0: Your hosts this evening were me, Michael Harley, and my hysterical friend, Diana Barron-Moore.
6: Our adult co-conspirators were Roberto Riel, Steve Emmons, Roman Garcia, and Marcos Martinez.
0: Past adult co-conspirators were Paul Ingalls, Chris Depino, Otiamba Umi, Mercedes Mejia, and Danielle Cantrell.
6: Current members of Youth Radio, some of whom you heard tonight, are Mars Chalan, Avikra Lucky, Kyle Ferris, Lucia Martinez, Paula Castillo, Jaron Kai, and Philip Riley.
0: Past members of Youth Radio whom we are sending out stellar good vibes to are Joseph Savage, Evan Molson, Katie Line, Louise Martinez, Mina Lee, Tracy Tram, Wesley Barber, Rachel Fawcett, Felicia Tafoya, Kirby Platero, and Chautenay Tuck.